Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about engagement and performance. Jason looked surprisingly young for someone who had been with the company almost 20 years. He bounced up to greet me, and I wondered if he had started in the mailroom as a teenager. Now he was the global vice president of a department. Having worked his way up, Jason knew the business and loved it. And people loved Jason. His team, his peers, and especially his boss all loved Jason. But his boss also wanted Jason to help his team. One of the goals for Jason's coaching was that he develop his four direct reports into more mature junior executives. When I asked Jason about his team, he was grateful for the chance to talk about them. They're all smart, he said, and I think they're all capable, but oh, things take way too long, and they're way too hard. It shouldn't be this hard to get the work done. Well, I'm all for getting work done easily, I said seriously. Tell me hard how. Well, Yasmin's the hardest. It's like she's cut herself off from the group. We're always trying to find Yasmin because she doesn't show up or she won't answer a simple email. But she gets her work done, I asked. As an individual contributor, yeah, but I need her to be part of the team, too. Then there's Alejandro. Alejandro's demeanor is fine. He's not dramatic. He's not a shouter. But the only time he comes to me is when he has something negative to say about something someone else is doing. He's always very rational, and his complaints are always in the best interest of the company, but he undermines people. Have you told him, I asked? Actually, yeah, I did, and it got a little less, but it's still there. And then, uh, Corinne, oh my gosh, she could pick a fight with the Pope. I've known her forever. She's always had strong opinions, but it feels like she's getting more argumentative every year. And I've talked to her, too. And it's gotten a little better, but she can stop a meeting in its tracks. And who's the fourth, I asked. Oh, right, Steve. Steve's just completely disengaged. It's like he doesn't care anymore. Is he getting his work done? Well, he's not going to get a great review this year, if that's what you're asking. And you've told him. Oh, yeah, sure, I've told him. He turned his palms up and cocked his head. Four fun folks, huh? I'm screwed, right? I laughed, saying, Chin up, bucko. There's always a way out. He pulled a hand dramatically across his brow and said, Phew. I asked, Do you know who Marcus Buckingham is? Uh, should I? Maybe, I shrugged. I heard him speak recently, so he's on my mind. I first learned his name back around 2000. He wrote a great management book called First Break All the Rules. Now he's all about engagement. He says the only way to get high performance is through engagement. Huh, said Jason in surprise. I wasn't thinking of this as a performance issue. But it is, isn't it, Jason? You said the work takes too long and it's too hard. That's not high performance. I get it, he agreed. And then... Trying to puzzle it out, he said, Are you saying if there's a performance issue, there has to be an engagement issue? Has to, I answered. I don't know. It's not a law. But you're telling me a story of four people who are not engaged, each in their own way, but they're all disengaged. 
He said, let me see, Steve for sure, yeah. And I guess Yasmin, she's cut herself off. I observed, she is literally disengaged. Alejandro undermining, is undermining disengaged? Yeah, I can see it. Me too, I said. If he were really engaged, he'd be driving towards results, not throwing people under the bus. And Corinne too, he said. I wonder if she really is more argumentative these days. And if so, is it because everyone around her is disengaged? Or, I quipped, are they disengaged because she's argumentative? Oh, but it is like that, isn't it, he said. Which comes first? Are you disengaged because of poor performance? Or are you performing poorly because you're disengaged? And then he smiled and shrugged and said, Who cares, right? Right, I answered. I went on, The reason I thought about engagement in the first place is because Marcus Buckingham said something that night that really got my attention. What? said Jason. You have to picture this guy. He looks like a movie star with piercing blue eyes, and he's really funny, a great storyteller, hops around the stage having a ball, and he's a Brit. So he has this wonderful accent, and he loves playing with language. This guy is a rock star. (laughs) He sounds like it, Jason said admiringly. So at one point, he was showing us a pair of statements that indicate high employee engagement. And we're all hanging on his every word. And then it was like he interrupted himself, and he went off script. He dropped his hands and said, Do you want to know the secret about getting people engaged? And we all murmured yes. And he said, It just takes two questions every week. Ask the same two questions every week, and I promise you'll see people get engaged. It's like a miracle. Do you want to know how to make a miracle? And of course, we all said yes again. And he says, Ask them, What are you working on this week? And how can I help you achieve that? That's all you need. Well, that got my attention. All you need to do is ask two questions every week. Really? It's that simple? I stopped speaking. Jason and I both thought about it. Was engagement and performance really that easy? Jason spoke first, repeating the questions. What are you working on this week, and how can I help you with that? You know, I like the idea of the first one. It's not asking for status. It's asking for what's next. It'd help them think forward. Yeah, it's hard not to watch out behind you, I said. No kidding, he said, for everyone, myself included. He kept talking about the first question. It forces some accountability, too. To answer, what are you working on this week? They have to think about the work and make a plan. I agree, I said. You know, now that I think about it, he said... The second question does the same thing. If I ask, how can I help you? Well, they won't know what to ask for unless they're thinking about what's coming next. It'd make them accountable. This is great, Tom. I agreed, but I wasn't effusive. Picking up on my cool tone, he asked, You're not convinced? Thoughtfully, I ventured, I think the leader has to be really healthy for that second question to be effective. Otherwise, over time... The leader either won't be taken seriously because of empty promises, right? He tossed in. Right, the leader offers to help but never really does. Or 
the leader takes on a whole lot of work he shouldn't be doing. You mean, I ask, how can I help you? And they say, here, do my job for me. <laughs> yes, just like that. He said, I get it. I could see myself taking on things I shouldn't. So do you think I shouldn't ask the question? No, I just think you have to pay attention to your boundaries. Don't take on things just to be helpful. And don't agree to things that you can't deliver. But when there is something you can do from your position that they can't, do it. So the leader has to be engaged too, he said. <laughs> That's a really good point, I said. But, he said, as if he were setting the record straight, my offer to help really could end up with me having more work to do. Appropriate work, but more. Yeah, it could, I agreed. But I think the work will have a better nature to it. Yeah, I, I see that, he said with energy. And then he deflated a little. And I have to ask each person every week? Well, only if you want the miracle, I deadpanned. You don't qualify for the miracle unless it's every week. Oh, well, for sure, I want to be in the running for the miracle, he said. And then seriously, he nodded. I see why repetition is important. It's the whole accountability piece. Knowing we're going to have the same conversation next week makes it important. And then he got excited. Actually, this would help me keep track of what's going on and track their performance. I think so too, Jason, I agreed. Hey, what are those other questions you mentioned? Which questions, I asked. The ones that indicate high employee engagement? Oh, those aren't questions, they're statements. Buckingham says that people who can say yes to both these statements exhibit the most engaged behaviors, and engaged behaviors translates to high performance. The first statement is, At work, I clearly understand what's expected of me. He nodded. Okay. Clear expectations, that makes sense. What's number two? Number two is, I have the chance, every day at work, to do something I love. He nodded again. I see why people would be engaged if they felt those two things were true. So to bring this full circle, I said, Buckingham is saying that we all want our people to be engaged. The more engaged they are, the better their performance. How do you know if they're engaged? See if they agree to these two statements. At work, I clearly understand what's expected of me. And every day at work, I get to do something I love. Jason picked up the ball. And to get people engaged so they'll agree to those two statements, ask them two questions. What are you working on this week? And how can I help you achieve that? Every week, I prompted. He gave a little smile and nodded. Every week. For you, the listener, no matter how senior or how large your team is, asking those two questions weekly and listening for agreement to those two statements will catapult you and your team towards the look and sound of leadership. There were four different sections in this episode. The first section has a list of four ways people can look disengaged. Now, those aren't the only way people can be disengaged. It's just a reminder that disengaged behavior can be a lot of different things. Section two has the two questions, what are you working on this week and how can I help you achieve it? The third section has the pros and cons 
of taking on those two questions as your style. The fourth section has the two statements you can use to assess the engagement of people around you. At work, I clearly understand what's expected of me, and every day at work, I get to do something I love. During the episode, I also touched on a topic that I see as an issue with more and more people, setting and holding boundaries. Wow, this is a big deal. Years ago, I did an episode about setting boundaries. It was through a slightly different lens than I'm experiencing the issue these days, but it's still relevant. The episode is called Intimacy in Business, Setting Boundaries. That episode and all 10 years of The Look and Sound of Leadership are available to you anytime for free on the Essential Communications website. Essentialcom, that's essentialcom with two M's, dot com. Look for coaching tips. Listeners have told me that sometimes it's helpful to see the ideas that were talked about in an episode written out. When you're on the website, you can download PDFs or sign up to get the email version. Whatever's helpful, help yourself. This episode is being posted in the fall of the year. Many companies are going through their annual review process. If you have to deliver reviews, there's an episode with six actions you can take to make the experience the best it can be. Check it out. Same place, EssentialCom.com. Coaching tips. Search for performance reviews. I'm aware that in the fall, I begin to think a lot about gratitude. Here's a little story about that. For years, I've read your feedback, which you post as reviews in the iTunes store. Many of you in your reviews talk about your situations and what's changed because of what you've gotten out of the coaching tips. Or you talk about how helpful it's been to use the tools outside of the workplace. You've talked about what the podcast has meant to you and how it's helped you and helped those around you. And I want to say most sincerely, thanks. I am so grateful to know the podcast makes a difference. That's why I do it. So thanks for posting your reviews. Thank you for letting me know. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad. You make my day every time. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for everything. Everything.